And now, the conclusion with Snaps for Sinners. Enough to sting a synthesis of uselessness and pride. Matter look at what you've done. Thought it was just for fun. Now this mess isn't for what you tried. Set it up and knock it down. Stuck and just playing around. Whimsicality is where we reside. But I'm still a cool cat. So what you looking at? I'll play the part till I go running. SOS Talents Promotions asks, what's your favorite bourbon or drink of choice? Buffalo, Buffalo Trace. Trace. Yeah, we did it! Buffalo Trace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, actually, um, we're actually playing a private house concert on this tour uh, for one of the people who works at Buffalo Trace. And I'm just forgetting right now specifically what he does there. Uh, but he gave us a tour of Buffalo Trace Distillery last time we were on the bourbon trail. Yeah. And that was probably the coolest thing we've done on tour. <laughs> Yeah, a little, a little spritz hot in garage. It's a hot garage. Uh-huh. Missouri's bacon. Do you, yeah. do you prefer the studio or the stage? I don't know. Do you prefer dinner or dessert? Yeah. Like they yeah. serve different functions. That's a dangerous question. They, we were just talking about this too. <laughs> like, yeah. like we were talking about like how the studio is freeing us up, but it also like is missing a certain dynamic energy. Mm-hmm. Like I, when there's an audience, I commit to my part. You know. And when I'm in studio, I'm always like microaggression, judging myself and being like, no, it can be a little bit better. No, it can be a little bit better. Like Michael knows me. I, I, I take 800 takes. Yeah. Like, Though I will say we're get, we're tackling that issue right now we're, with uh, um, we were working on a, a new album. And then uh, just this month, we were kind of like we during the pandemic, we made a couple videos. Uh, I made a couple. And then with Jay, we made a couple where we we tracked a whole song, six parts. But we did it live. Everything was live. Like there was a video on the part being played the whole time. And it actually helps the songs come out better and cleaner. And we can't micromanage as much because yeah. then it desyncs it from the video, right? Like we want people to see exactly what we're playing is what's being translated. Mm-hmm. And so this album we were working on, we kind of just scratched it. We're like, screw this. We're going to make a new album with a lot of the same songs, uh, but we're going to do it this way. We're going to record it live to video and release our album bit by bit on YouTube that way and the audio will be on spotify and everything so this way we can keep it more organic sounding more live sounding and a little a little more improvisational where mm-hmm. some of the mistakes that we make that whoa hey that came out good we could just leave that in there and that's the take yeah you know yeah in studio it's very much like it's rehearsed it's scripted you know when when i record a part in studio there is a script i want this note to happen on this rhythmic value with this sort of dynamic at a live show it's it's fucking jazz man mm-hmm. Like, you know how live shows go. You just have to deal with it. You just have to play. 
like in that when a drummer realizes that (laughs) (laughs) Um, it it does something for your attitude and your ethos being on a stage and being comfortable with what the stage does to a performance like it yeah you just have to go with it and it's much more improvised it's much more dialogue as opposed Uh to script right it's more of me listening to the other players and trying to see if like i can riff off of something they're doing and make them go ooh while playing you know Uh or if there's that one lady in the dance on the dance floor and like I do something sick with my bass riff that like makes her booty hit the floor. Then I'm like victory, and you you don't get that in studio, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but you get a precision in studio. Studios, studios, fine art. You know, stage is fun art. They're, they're different beasts for sure. I don't know if I could say I like one over the other. I prefer writing in the studio, though sometimes you, I don't know. That's part of the improvisation that makes songs what they are. Could you narrow down a particular producer you'd like to work with? I want to work with Balkan Bump. You know, we've talked a lot about producers. I'm usually so in favor of bringing a producer on and bringing on another sound engineer. And Michael just wants his fingers in every part of the pie. Like, he really (laughs) wants to be, he wants to mix, he wants to master, he wants to produce, he wants to write the song, you know. And like, at this point, with how much our band has pared down, like, he's playing most of the fucking instrumentation, too. Like, so, you know, it's like 50-50 on that front. A little bit, Um, yeah. So uh, I would love Balkan Bump because Will, Will McGid, I think is how you pronounce his last name. He's up and coming. He in the he was in the Bay Area playing like Greek, Mediterranean, Balkan, Middle Eastern brass. He played trumpet primarily. And he was like, this stuff slaps. This is dance music that's been sculpted by thousands of years of cultural exchange. I want to take this and put some like dirty, dirty festival beats behind it. I want pe- modern people to hear this and understands the phrasing of it with the sick wub wub wubs that like makes them get the old world dance ideas while also getting the new world four on the floor approachability. And he did a marvelous job of it. He did some work with Grammatic. Grammatic is a pretty huge name. Yeah, that, that's a name um, that I, I kind of, that'd be fun to work with. I just think it's more Grammatic like realistic to work with Will McGinn than Grammatic. So, Grammatic fair. is one of the most famous people in the world. Um, yeah, that's fair. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, having Balkan Bump produce a record with us, I think we would get that dirty, edgy electronic sound that we want while maintaining our folk swing influence by working with it. How many instruments do you play? I don't. I play music. I do upright bass, guitar, trumpet. I just started saxophone, but I feel pretty cozy on it. I like it a lot. My tone isn't fabulous, but I've got about the playability I have on trumpet. Um, I spent some time on didgeridoo, but haven't touched it in years. But like, I did get to the point where I could circular breathe a little bit, and I could do all the cool, cool like. No, I did accordion. Accordion's on there, which also means just general piano and keys. I'm not like super killer at it, but I can get it done, and I've taught it to students. Yeah, you're better than me. I'm not a good keys player. I'm drums and strings mainly, and clarinet, like so, and banjo. Banjo. That's a specific string. Yeah. Uh, Banjo, guitar, bass, drums, clarinet. Killer drummer. Michael's secret weapon is the drums. Most people know Michael for Snaps for Sinners now, but Michael's drumming is so fucking next level. It's really fun. I've been keeping up my chops, too. My rudiments. Mm. I'm doing it. Yeah. Keeping it up. I I didn't know he played drums. It's really unbelievable. That's fine. Most of the people who sound like Michael when they play are the people who do it all the time. And Michael does so many other things, but like sounds like one of those dedicated drummers. Like it, it kind of offends me. <laughs> I'll sit in on open mic sometimes and just be the drummer for the whole night. Yeah, like just, I've never heard of half the songs yeah, before. And he'll just knock them out of the park. I just, like I won't just drop a single beat. You know, he'll make hits on songs that he's never heard before, like offbeat hits. He'll be like, Oh, I see the guitar player. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all watching the, the front. Yeah. Uh, it's killer. 
That's fun. That's what I did for for years before I ever even picked up a guitar. It's drums. How many albums do you have? The Snaps or Centers have two under Snaps. Yeah, we have one under our previous band that we kind of try to keep secret. Yeah, we, we um, re-recorded most of the ones worth keeping on that album anyway. Yeah, yeah. On our, on we, our second we, Snaps album, we took our favorites and put them on the second Snaps album. Yeah, it was a great experiment. We were very young. It was an edgy recording technique. Many things went wrong. Um, so we were using a, a, a rec- mainly like a recording device that was from the eighties. Like it yeah. had cartridges, like a Nintendo. I like for, about for that. the, oh it God. was a weird. Studio setup. There was no engineer, so it was mainly our, our old front person Tyler who like figured out how to use this goddamn thing. It was it's Nothing. so yeah. Like the faders were buttons. Mm-hmm. Like it. So so we hide that one, and we're talking too much about it right now. Um, it, was, it was funny though. I can't believe we did it yeah. in like six days. We got all the tracking done. Yeah, and then yeah, we have the two snaps ones, and then we got pretty far with the third snaps one during the pandemic. But we then backpedaled pretty hard on that because we want to change our recording. Tools. Yeah, uh, um, like we were talking about earlier, doing like the live tracking. Yeah, we believe this is the way now. Yeah, this is the way. This is the way. So you got a studio there in your house? Ish, kinda. Ish. Um, yeah, working on it. Uh, we're all- <laughs> we did some stuff here in this garage, uh, but it's disassembled right now because uh, we've been hosting house shows. Um, so we set up the garage to have like a buffet table in it and not have a studio. Uh-huh. Um, right now, we are looking for a place for a more permanent studio. A lot of the studio gear we have is in storage right now. As I, we won't get into the housing situation I have had to deal with in Missouri, but let's say I've been bouncing around a lot um, due to many factors that keep showing up their ugly heads. So as soon as the things settle down, we'll be back from tour. We're going to look for a more permanent location for a, a studio so we can not only make our own music, but once we get fast at it, collab a lot more, right? Like set up backing tracks for you, Rob, like a bunch of our friends sing here, but don't play an instrument, have them sing tracks, mm-hmm. have another, a guest drummer, have a guest bass player, mm-hmm. right? Like we want to, we want to pull after the band and the funk brothers, you know, and yeah. like the studio groups that have the chops where they could just sit in on a tune five minutes later be recording you know yeah um, that's what we're hoping for yeah. as to like just powerhouse duo rhythm section parts for people we're gonna make some weird shit <laughs> stuff <laughs> this is P- pg no, we established it's not okay no no, no <laughs> you can say whatever you want here yeah. <laughs> on underground yeah I, I i get sponsors that turn me down <laughs> they're like oh your show's explicit <laughs> Speaking of collaboration, who is who is somebody you'd really like to collaborate with? Will Smith. He's got to get back in the music game. <laughs> yeah. Didn't expect that one. Whoa. <laughs> that was more of a joke. Okay. Uh, but if he's down, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, um, I dream with our current sound about doing some collabs with the Brothers Comatose and the Rainbow Girls. That would be They're cool. two really killer international tours from our, mm. our part of the woods. Um, our old part of the woods. Yeah. Um, the, the Rainbow Girls are a trio that just have some of the best vocal harmonies of a band that's currently doing anything. Like, mm-hmm. they just, they've made me cry, like, four different times in the same show. Like, it, it's just so knife in the heart. Like, oh. And then the Brothers Comatose are just, like, I was going to say good old-fashioned, but they're good new-fashioned. Yeah. Bluegrass. They're like rock and roll bluegrass, you know? That like, new time, old time. Yeah, that new time, old time. I have no other way of describing it. You know, it's bluegrass, but it sounds like very modern bluegrass. Yeah. Like, they do it their way. Yeah, and they're great, you right know? Right, um, right, 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 right. They were super supportive when we were really bad. 
<laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, like they do shows with us and be like, stick to the dream. And I'd be like, oh, my dream's a nightmare. Can't be uh, enough. I've seen you guys play. It's not a nightmare. <laughs> we're also talking about like three to 400 shows of experience in between playing with them and playing with you. Right, you know, right. It's been a long road for us in a short number of years. We've been very gig happy. It has been. It really has been. You guys accomplished a lot in a, in a very short time. I, I, I have to give you that. I mean, huge props. super jazzy and it's super moody and it's super slow it's not for country bars it's in multiple odd time signatures the phrasing of it's just fucking insane um and i i think it's like one of our pinnacle collective works of art i i am really proud of that song and every time i get to touch it it you know it touches me right in the soul yeah i might i might go with a cheeky Ooh. Maybe as like the most fun one to play. Yeah. Like that one's definitely fun because it, it's exactly. We haven't recorded this one yet, but we're planning to with this next album. I think that's the first one that we wanted to. Yeah, try it's going to be track track Yeah, as soon as we get the studio together, you'll you'll mm-hmm. you'll hear cheeky pretty soon. And it's just, it's just it's it's yeah, so tongue in cheek of the song. Mm-hmm. We just stretched it to the limit. Yeah, and it's in that it, at that Eastern European inspired sort of electro groovy beat driven music style. We want to start honing in on. Funky swing. Funky swing. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next other oh, than the tour? I'm thinking a trip hop career. Um, 
trip hop. Yeah, um, we're going to be recording in August. We're doing this uh, tour in July. I get back. I've got a couple of things to do with the nonprofit, some shows we're doing with that. Which, call out to all artists, the Inland Arts Council is open for business. Um, we're almost done filing for our 501c3, uh, so we'll be a fully tax-exempt agency in just a week or two here. Uh, and we're doing everything we can to create cultural exchange with bands from the Ozarks. So if you're trying to tour, you're trying to get through Missouri, and that's a black spot on the map for a lot of people. It is. It's the like middle KC states, and St. Louis. and then... Yeah. The middle states are really scary for a lot of folks to tour. And I'm just saying, we got a home for artists out here. Um, you know, we're, we're going to pay fair, and we're going to make fun shows. Um, so I'm going to be doing that Inland Arts Council stuff. Uh, and then August, we're recording Snaps for Sinners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's one where yeah, we're really going to try to drive into the album this mm-hmm. August. And we'll be releasing it one by one. Like, we're going to do one song a week is hopefully the goal. But, we'll see. yeah, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah, one song a week, if we can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if we can. What's the best musical advice you've ever been given? Break a leg. Calm the <laughs> fuck down. It's um, not about you. That's a good one. Yeah, um, it's not about you is a good one. Mm-hmm. Calm down is a good one. If you're mm-hmm. nervous, it's for one of two reasons. You either care that much or you didn't prepare. You know, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of people have been reaching out to me in the last year, which I find weird because we've been all pandemic-y. Um, but I've had a lot of people reach out and be like, how do you deal with stage fright? And I'm like, well, the first like seven gigs I did, I just straight up blacked out from fear. Uh-huh. Um, no memory of them. Um, and, uh, you know, after that, I just prepared myself, you know, and I would get shaky on stage, but I knew my parts. And if I knew my parts, the only reason I'm shaky is just because what I'm doing matters to me. And I don't want to put a bad face on something that I care about so much. So, you know, I think that that's, that's some solid advice. I don't know if it's the best, but the best advice. I don't know. Play open mics as much as you can. Uh, just, to, just to get over the stage jitters. Because this, this might sound a little weird, but like, because we've been playing forever. I find that I get the most stage fright before open mics still to this day, like open mics, just That's open actually, mics. I agree. Yeah. If we're on a stage and we're getting paid to do a gig and we're supposed to be there, there's something about that. Just yeah. that just makes me show up and mm-hmm. I'll be, I'll get some butterflies. Sure. But I won't be that nervous. I'll be yeah. like, we're the thing. They got to deal with it. Like, and <laughs> I think I'm confident enough that I could hold a song together that most of the time people enjoy uh, without hoping, hoping I didn't toot my heart too much there, but like open, open mics, Still, to this day, like, intimate crowds, people are staring right at you, and they're yeah. going to listen to every little thing you have to say. You're playing with six people. I did, yeah. And they're all big kinda... musicians, just like you are. Yeah, right? Like, like, <laughs> it's still weird. And it's it's funny that I still, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I echo that. It's weird. Open yeah. mics are hard, but they're super important. Yeah, if you keep doing that, and you get if you get used to an open mic feeling, a show will be easy. And then, um, I'm forgetting the fellow's name, but uh, from Real Big Fish, don't start a band. Yeah. Great advice. <laughs> <laughs> do what your uncle does <laughs> yeah yeah don't start it and uh sell music gear if anything you know it's not the people fighting the wars that are making the money mm-hmm. it's the people selling the guns uh <laughs> same thing with music <laughs> i think i have a kind of similar thing to pitch in wherein like don't don't be afraid of your colleagues right just because uh, they've been doing it longer yeah right just because someone has more fans than you just because someone's been doing it for more years than you Maybe they play in a style you're not super comfortable with. Yeah. They fucking care about what they do. There's no one in music to actually make money. That's insane. Like, they're doing it because they're invested in their craft, and people reward them for how invested they are. So trust that. Trust performers, mm-hmm. you know? Don't be afraid of them. If they're douchebags, then all you did was waste a few seconds of your time. Right. You know? <laughs> like, and... I, think, I think, yeah, I, can sum, I think I could sum this up pretty quickly with the advice that I was given once, where it's other artists are your best 
allies, mm-hmm. not your competition. Not your competition. That is that is a big problem with how a lot of people view, especially music in a band, right? Like the other bands are the enemy. This is a capitalist world. You got to be number one. Like, no, wrong way to go about it. <laughs> wrong way to go about it. We wouldn't be anywhere where we are now without the help of other bands who are more established mm-hmm. than us and yeah. booking gigs with them, helping them make money. They help us make money. Slingshot each other up. Yeah, slingshot each other up. I want to jump on that again, uh-huh. um, wherein a lot of the opportunities that we got when we first nationally toured came directly from the house shows that I hosted that hosted out-of-town bands. Crazy fucking thought, right? Yeah. But if you're having trouble finding national community, maybe you should offer help instead of asking for it. Host the show. Host a show. Help a traveling band out, you know? And then they'll help you out when you come through their town. Yeah. Like, they'll really appreciate it. Yeah. Like, nine That's times cool. out of ten. Like, yeah. It's always worth it. On your feuds that never did relent My broken back is bent over All of those heavy weights you left so drunkenly Draped across my shoulders You know I'm only getting older Stay away you rattlesnake Yeah, I'm feeling 50 pounds lighter Since I stopped pushing myself to fight her No, sure ain't no gun for hire Like trying to use gasoline to put out the fire Well, it sure don't do much but fear the flame Warning fingers at who's to blame Well I ain't in the mood to play games The names keep on changing But the story stays the same This is Skipping Stone and here's your joke of the week Why did the pianist keep banging his head against the keys? He was playing by ear ah!